0: Welcome to the House of Life NYC. Come on in, meet regular folks sharing their how to's, and get Lee's tips for resourceful living. Hi, I'm Lee. Thank you for stopping by. Today, I'm going to share with you one simple yet effective way to show kindness and the backstory behind it. And later on, I'm going to tell you where to get delicious cupcakes here in town. But hold on, because I'm pleased to announce that you are now listening to the House of Life NYC. (laughs) That's right. The show is no longer called the House of the NYC. It was fun while it lasted. And let me let you in on a little something. When I started this show a year ago, I knew the name would be changed at some point, but I didn't want to wait for perfection to get started. I mean, can you imagine if I had waited until now, the House of Life NYC would not exist. Yikes. So if you are waiting for perfect to get started with something, stop, stop it right now and get going. (laughs) Finally, would you please share the show with two people and ask them to listen and subscribe? You know, if you find yourself coming back week after week. Thank you so much for helping me out with this. And please do reach out to me at any time at houseoflifenyc.com. I love getting your messages and I love replying. So, kindness. Yes, you can say hi. Yes, you can plant a smile on your face as you walk down the street or pass other drivers. But this one simple yet effective way to show kindness has nothing to do with greetings and everything with reaching out and letting a person know he or she is not alone. Ready? Whenever you see a parent struggling with a toddler tantrum, don't just stare and roll your eyes. Go up to him or her and say something to the effect of, You got this, hang in there. Or even a, You got this, it'll all be good. And hey, do you want some company while you wait out the tantrum? <laughs> Am I crazy? Probably. But more importantly, I'm speaking up for parents everywhere who suddenly find themselves all alone with a tantrum ing tot. Maybe even more than one. <laughs> Let me back up a moment. So not once, but twice in one day, I ran across two moms in similar tantrum predicaments. One was on the subway platform during rush hour. Awful. Just awful. What an awful time to be stuck in a tantrum tunnel. At least that's what I call them. (laughs) The other time was on a street. And you know what I noticed? I noticed that folks were staring. Just staring. Others rolled their eyes and others had looks of disdain on their faces or they crossed their arms and then still stared. So let me freeze those scenes for a moment and back up even further in time. When I was 15 years old, my science teacher tripped and fell down the aisle of the classroom. I waited to see if someone would help her up. I wanted to go and help her. And you know what? No one helped her. And you know what? Neither did I. And you know what else? In that moment of shame and regret, I vowed I would never again ignore the impulse to help someone if it hit me. And yes, it's scary sometimes to do that, you know, to be kind and see if someone is okay, especially if you are alone and not acting within or as a group. But what's worse is the regret that follows if I don't. So now let's go back to that first tantrum tunnel on the subway platform. I was there, this mom, she was being stared at because really, what else did folks have to look at? (laughs) But what bothered me was that they just watched her and she was obviously embarrassed that her toddler was on the ground pounding his fists and feet into the platform ground. If you don't have kids, it may seem like a pain or unbelievable, but tantrums are actually age-appropriate behavior. So what happened next? Well, I had exited one train and was waiting for the connection across the platform. My next train was arriving when I saw all this happening. It was like in a split moment that, that this all went down. And that's when the kindness impulse bit me and told me to go give her an atta girl or something. But I was torn. Do I ignore the impulse? Or do I grab that train that was about to come in and then leave? It was like, really? Now you gotta show up, kindness impulse? So I waited for my train to fully depart the station. I walked over to the mom whose toddler showed no signs of letting up anytime soon. I waved and I said, you've got this. You're doing just fine. You know, we've all been there and it'll be over before you know it. And now I wish I had thought of it. You know, the offer to hang out with her until it was all over. But, you know, that's an afterthought. So maybe going forward. But having done that with the mom on the subway platform made it easier when I then ran into the second mom on a street later that day. I spotted her more than a few feet away with her little one. So when we were close enough, I yelled out almost the same thing. Hang in there. You got this mama uh, sort of passing her by. And I share this unusual way to be kind because I've been where those women were that day, except, you know, being a former teacher I wasn't as upset or embarrassed by it as perhaps most people are but if someone anyone had reached out to me during those times as I found myself standing on a sidewalk or any other public place um, you know with my foot and fist and toddler tantruming on the sidewalk or wherever else you know instead of staring at me I know it would have made me feel less alone So please, commit a simple act of kindness by reaching out to a parent who you see dealing with a public tantrum and do it with a friendly face and and, and a positive comment. You know, they are, after all, raising the next generation, you know, and that's that's something. Now, you might say, who cares, whiny brats are so annoying, or a good parent wouldn't let their kids tantrum. Well... (laughs) Yes, we've all been there with this thought process, but here's the thing. Tantrums are a way of letting a toddler learn. Yep, it's part of the process. I mean, heck, I bet you put on some fantastic tantrums when you were little. Come on, you can tell me. (laughs) Or maybe your mom will. (laughs) So let me know your thoughts about this simple act of kindness. Do you agree? Disagree? Have you already done it? Let me know. You can leave a message at houseoflifenyc.com or reach out to at House of Life NYC on social media. So as promised at the top of the show, this week's hotspot for cupcakes is Empire Cake. It's on 8th Avenue between 15th and 16th Streets in Manhattan. The decor is clean and fresh with like a pastel sky blue. And I go there when I want... A cupcake that's gluten-free. They are so moist. And I have to tell you, I bought a regular flour cupcake to compare. And wouldn't you know it, it was kind of dry. But the gluten-free cupcake, it was chocolate, you know, with chocolate frosting, was so moist, you know, more so than the wheat flour cupcake. I I, I don't know why. Well, I mean, I do have a suspicion. I think with gluten-free products, sometimes um, butter or oil are amplified or increased to make sure that they're not dried out. (laughs) And in this case, they were absolutely delicious. And just so you know, there is some seating. They have one of those counters that's a a short counter that's not very deep, you know, and it's attached to a wall with some stools. And they offer coffee and other treats. So again, that's Empire Cake on 8th Avenue between 15th and 16th Streets. And yes, they do make cakes. Before I let you go for today, I want to share some exciting news. I just founded the group Asian American Podcasters. All are welcome, and you can find it on Facebook or go to the website aapodcasters.com slash join. So please pass it on if you run into any other Asian American podcasters running around in your network. Thank you so much. That wraps up this week's show. Thank you so much for stopping in. Take care and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.